Hi, it's Vincent here. Join me in person when This Climate Business goes live during the Auckland Climate Festival. I will be hosting a panel on September 29 and you're invited to be part of the show. Special guests include James Shaw, the Climate Change Minister, Sophie Hanford, the founder of School Strike for Climate, and you. We'll be taking questions from the floor, and there might even be some food and drink. So that's September 29 at KPMG in the Viaduct in Auckland. Visit thisclimatebusiness.com to register, but do it now because, let's face it, tickets are limited. And now, on with the show. Hello, I'm Ross Ingalls. The property sector generates 20% of New Zealand's carbon emissions. What would it take to reduce those emissions? Tauranga-based property investment firm PMG Funds has a plan for doing just that. Its CEO is Scott McKenzie, and he's here today to explain what sustainability in the property sector looks like. Scott, welcome to this climate business. Perhaps we could start by asking what PMG Funds does and where you do it. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ross. Nice to be here. Uh, so PMG, we're one of the more established, uh, licensed, unlisted commercial property funds management businesses in New Zealand. So essentially, uh, everyday New Zealanders invest in our funds, which are underpinned by commercial real estate properties diversified across the country. Uh, and through our in-house team and active asset management skills, we can generate a sustained return for our investors over an enduring period of time. Your stated goal is to lead the unlisted property fund sector in the reduction of waste, energy and water consumption and carbon emissions. Where does that ambition come from and to what extent it is, is it a, a commercial goal as opposed to, say, a moral one? Um, and it's not so much of an altruistic goal from the perspective of the environment. Mm. Um, at a core of the values of our business really is doing what's right for uh, the environment that we operate in, uh, for the people that we interact with, particularly with people interacting with commercial real estate. Mm. Uh, and so you know, our core values of our team, uh, we have this saying within our business uh, to be the employer of choice and we're invested. Mm. Our team are invested in our business and indeed through uh, that our funds as well. Uh, and so our core value of looking after our real estate, what we call love the building, uh, means doing what's right for uh, the building environmental performance, we tend to find that if we invest in and look after and ensure that we're more efficient with the way we operate our buildings, mm. our tenants uh, benefit e economically through uh, lower costs uh, and operating costs in the, in the building itself. They're more likely to stay with us uh, longer term. Mm. And so we see higher occupancy ratios across the portfolio and therefore right. more sustained returns for our investors. Right. So let's tease that out a little bit. You... You think of sustainability as good business? Yes, absolutely right. It's um, it's, it's doing what's best or good for your customers. Um, so essentially, uh, if we can lower the costs for our customers and sustain uh, more enduring returns for our investors, mm. uh, and the outcome of that is better outcome for the environment, uh, then that's good business sense. So talk to us a little bit then about what you actually do. So in terms of our initiatives, sustainability you know, they is used as a bit of a buzzword in today's environment. For us, it's about focus. Uh, it's about setting a clear goal and having a vision around what we want to try and achieve for the short, medium and long term. So as a group, we sat down and said, OK, well, what, what energy do we want to provide in this space? What's important for our 
buildings and our customers. And so we made uh, a conscious decision right from day one to uh, uh, to have and take a more of a leadership role in the unlisted property sector. Uh, and if you think about the property sector, the built environment, that it contributes um, about 20% of New Zealand's carbon emissions across the board. And so we have a big role to play in the property sector to step up and be counted as well. And so we wanted to take some sense of a leadership role around that, um, uh, not to tell everyone else and share everyone else what we're doing, but more about maybe helping to encourage and inspire others to also follow follow in that area as well and do what's right for New Zealand Inc. and the commercial property sector. So some of the specific stuff we're, we're working through are quite simply – uh, setting some goals. Um, so a bit of focus around sustainability, what can we achieve? Uh, and that's hence we published a sustainability report with some goals around that. Mm-hmm. Building a culture within our business of sustainability and building environmental performance. How can we continue to improve on our journey of improving the efficiency with which we use and operate our buildings? And then from there, it's about measuring, measuring and monitoring, putting um, systems in place so we can measure how we're going, what's mm-hmm. our baseline and how can we improve on that in mm-hmm. terms of our emissions of waste, water, carbon, uh, which are the key uh, key elements that our focus uh, is. Uh, and then holding ourselves to account. Um, so measuring that and reporting ourselves at the end of the year and saying, how have we, how have we gone? What adjustments do we need to make and how can we Im- improve from there? Right. So in practical terms, um I did take a look at your sustainability report. You're introducing, uh, I think this year, you've got solar panels going on roofs. You're doing end-of-trip facilities in some of your buildings. You're putting in building management systems. What else? Um, and so you're predicated around the um, energy efficiency, um, uh, and the the industry is, is slowly coming up to speed. We're a little bit behind Australia uh, around what we call Neighbours NZ rating. Um, how um, energy efficient is your uh, building and operate on a on an enduring basis? Uh, and there's a whole heap of initiatives to reduce essentially uh, energy usage uh, or be more efficient around that. For first one, solar. So the partnership we signed with Sunagize enables us to put solar panels on roofs and pass green energy at reduced rates through to our tenants, so lower costs for our tenants essentially. the simple uh, measure of uh, installing building management systems within our, our properties to monitor and fine-tune the buildings to be more efficient with the way we operate our plant mechanical services and ultimately lower the energy usage across the prop. Again, savings to our tenants. Uh, UV films for uh, windows to help um, retain uh, energy or heat within the, in the property, uh, and that uh, becomes more efficient the way we use our um, uh, HVAC systems essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are from a point of view of energy uses ma- makes sense uh, and we have achieved the neighbours ratings on uh, a number of buildings and we're looking to roll that across the balance of the portfolio. Right. This uh, is the building you. star system, right? That's right, yes, mm-hmm. exactly right. So um, four, four plus star up to five stars for a neighbours rated system. So the uh, buildings that we've uh, currently achieved ratings on are four or four plus star rated buildings essentially. Right. So does that mean retrofitting existing buildings? Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, so it's uh, first and foremost uh, over a period of 12 months, uh, measuring your baseline and then making improvements, fine-tuning your building to improve the usage of energy. Right. Uh, the outcome of that course is passing costs, savings on to your tenants as well. Yeah. So if you had to pick one sort of surprisingly effective um, measure that you've taken, low cost but high return, what would it be? 
Um, you know, and and there is no one silver bullet. Uh, mm. It is a, a multitude of initiatives that add up to an aggregate um, saving or improve the building environmental performance. Waste efficiency, for example, uh, simply by um, education. So mm. our team um, going around and having educational sessions with our tenants in various buildings across the portfolio has lifted our ability to divert uh, wastes from landfill to recyclable means um, you know, by a factor of X. Mm. Uh, and so now, we're, since we've started the program, uh, having diverted over 420 tonnes of waste uh, across the portfolio, uh, makes a lot of sense, and it's good for the environment in the same in the same token. Got it right. The zero capex initiative, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, turn around then. What would be an example of something that you've decided just isn't cost effective and nice to do, but you can't justify it yet? Um, there's, and that's a challenge around you know, big capex items, say for example, um, end of trip facilities. So you know, we invest in end of trip facilities, it's an improvement in the uh, amenity of the building. Uh, what that does is um, helps enable the, uh, our tenants to use different modes of transport. So you know, bike parks, charging for uh, EV vehicles, um, have a shower when you're in the building, um, and you know, store your clothes and, 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 and the likes here as well. And so that ultimately enables change behaviour and improve the way we go about things. Now, end of trip can be expensive, um, mm. and so there needs to be a, a business case behind that as to why you would invest in specific buildings to allow that to happen. Mm. We are doing that because we take a long-term view. Uh, we believe that if we're looking after our customers, our tenants uh, in our portfolio, helping to encourage them to use different modes of transport and provide greater amenity, then over the long term, we'll get payback on that investment. Right. So this is relatively new for you. I think you first got your uh, Toy 2 Carbon Certification in 21. What have you learned along the way? Um, I've learned that the industry has a long way to go. Um, <laughs> and you know, and we reflect on that. Um, we've learned a lot and we've got, we're still learning. Mm. Um, we um, are clear that um, certainly a lot of other Businesses and corporates um, still have quite a way to go as well. Uh, the listed sector is uh, ahead of the unlisted sector right. uh, because they have certain obligations and investors are demand- demanding a little bit more of them around reporting and performance. Uh, you know, in the sense of uh, carbon neutrality, um, we are, as you mentioned, uh, carbon net neutral for our management business. And mm-hmm. so that's been a process of and the learning for us has really been about the importance of measuring and monitoring. Right. Uh, setting a baseline and then putting initiatives in place to how do we improve? How do we become more efficient with the way we use um, and admit carbon, essentially? Mm. And so that's been our biggest learning. Uh, the continued focus and setting goals for ourselves, pushing and stretching the team, um, has been the biggest learning for us over that, um, that journey of the last three to four years. Mm. Have you found your, yourselves having to justify this focus to, um, what do you call them, shareholders, unit holders? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, And everyone's at a different um, part of the journey when it comes to um, buy-in or acceptance around sustainability. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we have a a very large investor database in our funds, um, so over 2,500 investors across the country. Some of them are uh, more mature investors and uh, don't necessarily have a similar, share a similar view uh, as to the benefits of sustainability mm. as we ourselves as manager. And that's partly uh, underpins the reason, the rationale for us to want to take a bit of a leadership role because obviously we need to help encourage and educate our stakeholders, uh, right. including our investors, the important round 
the initiatives we're taking, investment we're making in improving building environmental performance and therefore the outputs of that, more sustained returns to our clients in the long term. Right. And uh, my mental picture of, 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 of your average investor is um, a, a crusty old retired couple on the bowling green. It might be well wrong. Um, and I, I guess I wonder how they, how they respond to focus. Yeah, you're quite right. It's um, <clears throat> If you paint your picture 10 years ago when you know I've been in the business for some time now, you'll go to an annual general meeting. It was a sea grey here, uh, <laughs> uh, to use your analogy. Mm. Uh, uh, but um, we do find that um, many of our investors are fairly progressive in their thinking um, yep. and our database and demographic has evolved considerably over the years. So mm. we now have six-month-year-olds uh, right through to 97-year-olds, trusts, family estates, um, Iwi Capital invested with us, mm. all of which have different um, levels of understanding and uh, buy to sustainability. So again, it comes back to the, the journey of education and um, we are finding more and more people are asking what we're doing in that space. Mm. Uh, really, it all underpins to our tenants, our occupiers of the property. Um, mm. If we can look at, and we call them customers for a reason, mm. uh, because ultimately we want them to um, stay with us for long term, uh, and that ultimately underpins portfolio occupancy performance for the buildings and therefore returns to our investors. Mm. Um, where do you go from here? With sustainability specifically? Uh, so really, the next few steps for us are continuing to push hard on our goals, so lift the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, each year we'll continue to lift the bar around our expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, solar, rolling out solar array across more roofs, uh, passing on more energy saving and clean energy to our tenants, continuing to extend our waste management program. From here it's about thinking about um, the science-based targets, um, using the New Zealand Paris Accord and, and understanding in more detail uh, what we can what we can achieve and improve the building environmental performance across the entire portfolio, mm-hmm. uh, and from here it's then sharing some of those successes and wins, and hopefully we can inspire others in the unlisted sector to uh, maybe come on board with some of those initiatives as well. I think you said a little earlier that uh, the unlisted property sector is a, a little bit behind the listed sector. They have different requirements from you. Um, what? What, what is your sense for the appetite on the part of, of other unlisted fund managers for, uh, property managers, sorry, for, for this kind of work? There's certainly a, a varying degree of engagement uh, in the unlisted sector. Um, so we have standalone family trusts that might own a single commercial property, mm-hmm. to uh, fund managers who have multiple properties and, and perhaps um, operate in a slightly more professional manner. Um, and so there is, a, there is a lot of ground to cover to lift the bar to, to get to where we need to be if we're to achieve uh, some sense of carbon neutrality by 2050. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, um, uh, of the unlisted sector, 90% um, of commercial real estate is the unlisted sector. So we are a big portion of that 20% of the footprint of right. New Zealand. Uh, and so where we really can move a dial as a country is in the unlisted space. Mm. Uh, and if you think about uh, where we'll be in 2050, 80% of the buildings standing in 2050 have already been built today. Right. Uh, and of that 80% that will be standing in 2050, only 3% of those buildings on average uh, meet the expectations around building environmental performance to allow us to get to carbon neutral by 2050. Mm. And so we do have a big role to play in uh, engaging in the sustainability conversation and fundamentally lifting the bar around carbon emissions. Mm. Uh, and emissions and operating emissions is one part of the equation. The other component is embodied carbon and how do we manage that more effectively. And that conversation is still very at the early stages in the unlisted sector. Right. 
So how, how does it feel to be at the forefront of this push? Uh, it's I look at my team and see the engagement and the buy-in from the team. Mm. Um, and so they... Uh, we've come together and set, set a plan and a vision and to see them step up and really get bought into the reason why we want to do this for our mm. customers, the, up, the output, the improvement for our outcome in the environment mm. uh, is really what drives us and, keep, and challenges us to keep stepping up and keep going. So I think we've built that culture within our business to, to want to do better, want to do more. Mm. And if we can share some of that with others and they can, perhaps can come on board as well and, and, and start to take some of the initiatives that we're taking, fantastic, good for the sector as well. Mm-hmm. How has the regulatory landscape helped or hindered the work you've been doing in this space the last couple of years? Um, in the unlisted space, uh, we have fairly low level of expectation around reporting uh, and investment into <laughs> yeah. sustainability. Mm-hmm. Um, the listed sector certainly high, high degree. There's a, you know, under the XRB um, climate reporting, uh, uh, climate reporting disclosures requirements um, for certain large scale businesses. We are actively moving ourselves to a space where we can report under the CRD uh, our emissions profile, essentially. Uh, we don't have to do that. We've chosen to do that voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's something that um, I think we can do more of the measuring, the monitoring, and the reporting because ultimately that pr- creates transparency and holds us more to account mm. and asks us to do more, lift the bar around sustainable building environmental performance. Right. So as we as we talk today, we're five weeks out from an election. Do you have a view of what you would like an incoming government to do that would help you on this way? I mean, it's, it's less about. It's less about the stick approach. It's more about the education encouragement approach. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd like to think the sector can be more and more educated to uh, roll out initiatives like some of the initiatives we're doing uh, to step up and be counted. Uh, and so regulation is one part of that. Um, but I think ultimately encouragement and, and education really is the is the key focus here. And, and that takes leadership across the sector to uh, implement and uh, be part of the uh, solution essentially to where we want to go for, uh, you know, Carbon Neutral 2050. So I'd like to think a combination, but the education element will be really important. Mm. Last question then is, uh, uh, strikes me that your approach to sustainability as a business has been extremely systematic. You report, you have targets, uh, you measure. Um, uh, To what degree do you personally, Scott, get a buzz out of this ground that you're breaking? Uh, I um, enjoy seeing the light bulbs come on across our business, across our team. Mm. Um, if you think about it, we ultimately uh, the facilitator. So a Venn diagram, we are the piece in the middle that facilitates how humans interact with real estate. Mm. Uh, and so if we can actually enhance that experience of how humans interact with real estate um, and make that and encourage people to be more efficient with the way we use resources around real estate, whether we're occupying it, investing in it, or working on it and improving it, uh, then to me, those light bulbs coming on around our business and encouraging and lifting others and uh, doing a better job around building environmental performance, that's what gets me out of bed. Mm. The outcome of that is uh, better outcomes for the environment. Mm. uh, And if we can leave this world in a slightly better place for uh, our children uh, Mm. in the sense of carbon emissions and embodied carbon, then ultimately there's a legacy there to leave for uh, the next generation. I think that's really important. Scott McKenzie, thanks for joining us on This Climate Business. Thanks, Ross. Thanks for listening to This Climate Business. If you like the show, please rate us as it helps others to find us. Ka kite anō.